Um, this is Peter, and, um, so, so Peter's a little shit. Oh. But I like him. He's trying to get away now. You want to get comfy? All right. We have two dogs. Can you sit down? Sit. And, um, sit. here's how they began. Jenna brought home the dog separately, and somehow, because of her travel schedule, I inherited the taking care of them. And I'm not necessarily a dog guy. Now, I'm gonna talk about this and I know that I'm gonna, there's gonna be, I'm gonna get a hate mail. There's gonna be people outside my house with torches. But I, first of all, they get treated very well. Let's just, so, so no one loses their mind. These dogs get treated very well. But I'm not particularly dog, a dog person, but I've come to- That would require love and compassion. <laughs> Of which I have a lot of for my wife and children. 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 Wife. Not wife. Yes. But I'm not the biggest compassionate guy when it comes to putting up with the foibles of dogs. And so of our two dogs, one of them has adhered to the rules of the family and is very cooperative and, uh, you know, generally gets along with everybody. That's Rocco. And then there's this dog. Now, this dog is a little bit of a shithead. And, and, um, well, he's a funny guy. Like, there's many times where we think he's deaf because of how much he refuses to listen to us. But then when you say certain words, he whips around. <laughs> I, I think he's living in, like, his own universe. He's very much, he's a survivalist. So, he, he definitely um, is strongly oriented to the things that are the main cores of life or death, which is food. Right. So he steals. And water. Yeah. So he'll, he'll drink, because he was a wild guy. He was found roaming the desert. So <laughs> I think he, prefer, he got waters from whatever, water from whatever source he could get. So he prefers to drink the pool water and then the water from in the trays of the potted plants, because I think he's used to water that has stuff in it as part of his survival. Our filtered reverse osmosis water that no, we have no. put in a nice let glass it sit dish. There. Won't touch it. Wants the pool water. And then food, he is a sociopath. He's a sociopath. 
Like he steals absolutely. our kids' foods out of their hands, follows them and around sees the house. Things that don't exist. If you can, if you're watching this, you can see he'll suddenly snap and catch things in the air that aren't there. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with this guy, but the thing that make okay, so there's a couple things that make me nutso. Number one is he steals the kids' food. So you know, you feed the kids, you put a lot of attention to getting healthy food for the kids. You spend money on healthy organic food. And he'll chomp down, you know, a healthy, organic, grass-fed steak when my kid is turned the other way. And it makes me nuts. Like, you've cooked your son a nice steak, you've got it at the health food store, you feel really good about it, your kid is eating steak, and you're like, man, I just fed my kid something really healthy. My son turns away for two seconds, the dog is eating the steak. And that's the kind of stuff that makes me batty, but he does it every day. So we've gotten to the point oh, now... Oh, and is it undisciplined, like, you can't discipline undisciplinable undisciplinable he doesn't he doesn't it, do, it creates no effect on him can't make him feel bad about it you can put him in his cage you can put him outside and say no and it so, means nothing so what i've gotten in the habit of doing is at meal times i i put him either outside or in his cage now i don't like putting him in his cage well he likes shitty. his cage he likes to sleep in his cage he's crate trained yeah but but i prefer to put him outside but when I put him outside, he scratches the door. So all the windows of the house by the doors have scratch marks on them, every one of them, because he scratches when he wants to come in. The other dog, you put him outside and he just looks at you like, can I come in now? This one scratches. So that's one thing he does that makes me batty. The other thing he does is he's a, he, he has no spatial awareness for jumping on you. So- He's a goat. <laughs> so he, he will jump on your face while you're lying down or sleeping. So if, he, if my kids are sleeping and he comes out and we let him out of his crate for the night, he will jump on their faces and wake them up. So we have learned that we can't take him out of his crate until everybody in the house is awake, which kind of sucks. Like he's... He's high maintenance. First. I mean, it's not like he's incontinent or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's... Um, when I first got him, I was driving and I had the window cracked open so he could have some fresh air. And I came to a red light, like five cars back with a cross. You know, it wasn't like I was right at a corner. I was in the middle of the street. And he jumped out of the car. Jumped out of the car. So I had to put it in park, go into traffic, run and get him. He's... When, when we first... He's really snuggly. That's the thing. He's, he's a great so snuggly. He's like those, those cats that are called ragdoll cats where you literally could just put them in any position and they just are like, all right. That's him. And so it, he's so fun to... He's very sweet in the cuddle department. In the cuddle department, which but doesn't I thought adhere... would make up for the other parts. But it gets to be a little... He actually snapped at me the other day when he got the kid's a food in his got mouth. A pita. He yeah, and I was trying to get it out, and he turned complete sociopath, psychotic, savage on me, and bared his teeth, and was like, rah, 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 like trying to attack to take me. So I was trying to get the pita back. When we first got him, he ran away, and Jenna was out of town. And I, did we tell this story on the podcast? Well, we can tell part of the story. We can't tell all of the story. Well, he wasn't fixed yet because I was fostering him for a week to see if it worked out with Rocco. And yeah, our other he dog. wasn't yet fixed. We, you can't adopt a dog that's not fixed, but we hadn't adopted him yet. We were just fostering him because he had just come in the shelter. He had just arrived that day that I was there. And so 
Um, I took him home for the night to like foster him for a few days to see if he got along with Rocco and he got out because he wanted to continue to try to patrol earth and plant his seeds. So I come home and I realize he's gone and Jenna's out of town and he's... No, I was at an event. Weren't you out of town? No, I was at an event. I thought you were out of town. I was not. I was at an an event. event. So I took the boys in the car and were patrolling the neighborhood to try to find him because I didn't want Jenna to come home from out of town event and, and realize that the dog I knew was exactly gone. what event I was at because okay. I was going to leave that event once you, because you couldn't reach me because I had okay. my phone off because I was in the audience and presenting okay. at an award show. Okay. And then once I could get on my phone, I found out about it and was Going to pick him up from the people who did find him, which we're not going to go into that saga. We're not going into that saga. But I was going to, and then a whole other thing played out. But we eventually got him. But anyway. But it was a fucking nightmare. It was a nightmare. And then, Because the kids got very emotional about losing sure. him. And we drove around all night looking for him. Anyway, um, one day I wish we could tell the saga of what happened that night, but Jenna's really good about keeping... Uh, uh, the politics of interdynamics in, and I'm not, but it'll be in my memoirs. 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 Not memoirs, unless you're going to wire each chapter so, to somewhere on earth. So, so he ran away again not too long ago, and what happened I was, was out of town for that one. Got it. Maybe that was the one you were out of town for. So what happened was is I was somewhere, and I got all these calls from an odd number. And I call it back, and there was a gardener in our neighborhood that had found him and had called the number on his collar and was like, I, I have your dog. <laughs> I was like, so this is... So Did I, you have a moment where you were like, maybe going to go, no, not mine? I absolutely had a moment of like, I think you're thinking of someone else, or you must have misdialed. I don't have a dog like that. But once again, I thought about how to report back to you that... Also, he's got a chip. Yeah. So even if the collar came off or someone, you know. Yeah. So here's what happened. So I got a call. I was like, ah, crap. Uh, so I was like, all right. I'm really, I ha- when I got the call, I was actually down the block running errands. And I was like, all right, hold on to the dog. I'll be there in a few minutes. So I, I pull up. He said what address he was at. He was a gardener. And he was holding the dog out in front of the house that he was working on. And I pull up. <laughs> He says, is this your dog? Because I pull up and I'm like, yeah. Now, Peter looks at me and then looks away, right? And I say, Peter, Peter. And as we mentioned earlier, he has this thing where he doesn't acknowledge you. Unless it's like greeny. Like for food. Walk, treat. If it's not in the three categories that he looks, that he listens to, he'll ignore you. To where we thought he was deaf several times and did like clapping exercises to see, can he hear? But it's then we, kind of like you. It's like a husband. Sex, food, sex? drink. What do you mean? Other than that, it's Drink? Just, Wait, what do you mean drink? I don't drink. For most men, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, like, okay, you know okay. So I say, Peter, Peter, and he doesn't look at me. So I'm like, Peter. Peter, I'm in my car, the gardener's on the stoops of the house he's working at, holding the dog, and Peter's like that. 
So now it's awkward because now the gardener thinks I'm just trying to steal a dog. Uh -huh. That I have nothing to do with the dog. The dog's showing no affection no, for you. The dog shows no recognition. Yeah. Zero recognition that I'm his master. If you had had pizza in your hand. So I got out of the car, and which I shouldn't have had to do. I should have just said Peter, and he would have been like... <laughs> Right. But now the gardener's like skeptical and doesn't, and he's like holding the dog tighter. Yeah, he's like wondering if he's doing a bad thing to the yeah. dog by giving it to him. Yeah. Now he thinks like he's sold them to someone that, that steals random dogs mm -hmm. to sell, to sell them to restaurants. So, so I have to get out of the car and then I'm like, Peter, Peter. And he still won't acknowledge me. Yeah. But Peter, this is Peter's inner life. Oh, you're nice to me now. Anyway. Anyway, eventually, <laughs> okay. eventually. I, I don't know what I did, but I somehow got the dog to sort of like look at me and acknowledge that I wasn't a stranger. And the dog, the gardener sort of reluctantly handed him to me. Mm -hmm. But in his mind, the gardener was like, I hope that you are the owner. I hope that I haven't just given a dog away to a dog killer. So these are the things that, that the dog does. The other day, Jenna had gotten to bed very late and needed sleep. And I had walked by and I saw Peter was... At, the, at her foot of the bed. I was like, oh shit. So I walked over to get him, and as I walk over to get him, he's crawling up Because you thought Jenna. he was gonna wake me up later. Yeah, because right. I was like, oh, I better grab him now, he's gonna wake Jen up. And he does a jump, literally jumps to land on Jenna's face while she's sound asleep. And I, pr I know she'd probably just gone to bed. She had to do some stuff late and it kept her up. So she had, it's, it's seven in the morning, she probably had gone to bed at five. And I see that he's gonna jump on her face. He's mid-jump, in the middle of the jump, I lunge over and I grab him mid-jump from your face, like literally, and he goes, Aah! and attacks me, like savagely starts to gnaw on me with his nubs because he thinks I'm harming him. And I was like, you son of a bitch, all I wanna do is save you from jumping on Jenna's face. I don't think, I don't think there is a man alive, and tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can't. Maybe you can. I don't think there isn't a man alive that at some point in his life hasn't thought about like punting his dog <laughs> like a great distance. Like doesn't want any harm to come to the dog, but that hasn't thought about like just doing like a punt. It, like, be honest with me, has that occurred? Yeah. I don't think there's a man alive that hasn't thought that thought. When the I've thought about doing that to you, but <laughs> not to an innocent I, creature with I fur. I don't think there's a wife alive that hasn't thought about punting her husband. Hasn't thought about it just like, where you haven't thought about just giving me a good fucking kick. Oh God. I know. That's how sometimes I feel about Peter where I'm like, I don't want to hurt him, but God, just, just where, where you feel the, the sound of the, and then you see kind of the launch. Like, I don't want him to be hurt. I just want the, I want the airborne visual of that dog just like Like that's- It's a cartoon fantasy. Yeah, it's a cartoon fantasy. But dogs have sort of taken on a role. For those of you that don't know anything about Los Angeles or don't live here, the city has been- Or Austin or New York. It's taken over by dogs. They rule the People city. People stopped having children and they have dogs as their offspring. And now. they bring them into and they put cafes, as much, restaurants. As much energy and creativity that goes into like raising a kid has been redirected into canine existence. Uh, something and I'm happened. a dog lover. Yeah, she's a dog lover. But 
And I'm not. When you... <laughs> to see the amount... When it gets a little lopsided, when the like dog can walk fine, but the dog's in a stroller. This, I don't quite get it. If the dogs can't walk, you know, if they're like different. disabled, that's and they're different. in a stroller to get them to go to the bathroom, I get it. Lost its but fucking But when mind. they put a dog that can walk fine in a stroller or a Bjorni, like sling and and they go to coffee shops that isn't and they, disabled they bring them in to coffee shops they bring them into restaurants they bring them the, the dogs are allowed everywhere the dogs are allowed in places that i like it when dogs are in places though i don't mind it you're finickier about it i like it when there's I a dog next to me on the airplane or when i'm somewhere in a restaurant and there's a doggy i get excited because i love having canines as part of our life but it does feel a little out of control oh. i i am I don't think dogs should be allowed in restaurants. I don't think they should be allowed where we eat our food. I'm gonna get hate mail because people are so attached to their dog now. People are treating their dogs as if they're not only their, their, their kids, but as if they're their royal kids, like as if it's their prince. Like, oh, it's the young, it's the young emperor. Right, the, yeah, it has who, a little bit Who has of thousands of generations under him. We must protect the young emperor. And I'm not allowed to talk about a subject I wish I could talk about, because Jenna won't let me. Jenna is the kindest, most caring, and very socially aware individual on earth. I think that the the parameters of what should be considered for a a, a um uh what's what are they called for a, a helper dog? <laughs> what are they a called? Therapy dog. Therapy dog. I think the parameters should be far more stringent of what is considered a therapy dog. Because I think people are taking advantage of... Well, I know they are. I have. I know so many I people I come across that are like, oh, I just say it is so that I don't have to pay the $100 to bring him on the plane with me. I, when I travel with my dog, pay the $100 and I don't lie and say it's a therapy dog. Though he's a little dog and I can have him on my lap and say it's a therapy dog if I wanted to lie, but I don't. And I pay the $100. I see a Not very, everybody does that. I feel that a very large portion of the travelers on planes, I now... We fly a lot, yeah. and now there's one or two on every plane. And I feel that there is a real need for people uh, under certain circumstances where it's very valid and caring and yeah, wonderful. Yeah, like if there there's certain dogs that can foretell if a seizure's coming for an epileptic. It isn't even very a valid. Like it those isn't are even a question. legit therapy dogs, but it's a it's there's it's a little out of control. So I'm I I don't so what happened was as we were taking a plane. And I called to check in my family, my wife and two kids, for the plane ride. And one of my sons had been booted away from his mom and his brother to the back of the plane. And I called up. I was like, what? When you were reserving seats. When I, no. Their when you seats booked your tickets? Already, no. Oh, you had already booked them. They were it was done. already done. I was checking in. Oh, checking in. The seats were bought. And they're minors. It's, it's on there that they're minors. Uh -huh. and, Nine and I called up and I was like, What? Why is my son on the back of the plane? I bought these tickets. They're, they're, they should be right up at the front with, their, with his mom and his brother. And what I was told was a therapy, a person with a therapy dog takes precedent over a child and a person with a therapy dog needed that seat. So the kid was punted out. And I went, wait. wait. And it was probably, you know, but with how people violate... This and the I I'd say eighty percent of the dogs on planes are not therapy dogs. So I call, so I called up and I was like, wait a minute, you can't just take a kid out of a seat away from his parents. away from his parents. And she was like, well, 
Technically, you can't, but because he was on his own itinerary, you and the youngest were on one itinerary, he was on another. Okay. They, they didn't look that he was 12. Oh. They just saw him on his own itinerary, figured he's out, and stuck to put him on the back. So, I, so here's what happened. I lost my shit. I was kind with the person on the phone because it's not her fault, but I said, listen, I just want you to know that I'm gonna lose my shit. So I don't want you to have to be the person to hear me lose my shit. You're a sweet person on the phone. Can you put me on the person who should properly hear me lose my shit? Because I'm about to lose it. <laughs> and she said, hold on a second. <laughs> and she put me on the phone with the manager and I said, okay, so listen, I'm gonna lose my shit with you. Again, it's also not your fault, but you're the manager. You're the appropriate person for me to lose my shit. But here's what happened. That was a very analytical entrance. I, and I, I explained the whole thing and I said, so tell me, are you gonna put my son back in his seat and tell the person with the therapy dog that they need to find a new spot? <laughs> or am I gonna lose my shit? It's going to be one of two options. And she said, hold on a second. <laughs> and I got put on hold for 15 minutes and she came back and she said, I have moved the, therapy per the person with the therapy dog into another seat that they have approved. Your son is back in his seat. And I said, thank you. <laughs> we are done here. <laughs> have a wonderful day. And then when we were on the flight? Then. I'll, I can pretty much guarantee you that was not a therapy dog. Because you saw the person that had punted my son out of the seat. And it was just someone traveling with their dog. With their little dog. With their little dog. And they didn't want to pay the $100 because that person did not have anxiety. That person was a perfectly happy person with their happy dog. I suppose someone could say, well, they didn't have that anxiety because they were traveling with their therapy dog. Mm -hmm. That could be the case. Maybe because they were with their therapy dog, they looked perfectly, absolutely, sure, yeah. maybe they looked purposely, purpose, perfectly, completely at ease. Yeah. My, my I'm a, if I was a betting man, I would say, bullshit. <laughs> what, if I, what if I, what if I felt that due to certain circumstances, I could only travel with my therapy python? That without my therapy python, that was that I that I would undergo unbelievable stress, and, and so I therapy boa because you needed to hug you. In I, order to I feel want my safe therapy boa. Flying. Now he's being defanged. He doesn't not going to bite anybody, but he's a therapy boa. Uh -huh. Would that be okay? So I just travel with my big. I often boa? think about this. Like, what if someone is sitting next to someone with a quote unquote therapy dog, and it's bullshit. It's not therapy. They've lied. And you have someone with extreme allergies. I know the answer. The what person is the with answer? The therapy dog take precedent. The only person above the therapy dog is artificial limbs or wheelchairs, which is valid, valid beyond valid. Right. But anyone else, the therapy dog takes precedent for. Mm -hmm. Children, peanut allergies, <laughs> uh, medical conditions, unless it's a wheelchair or an artificial limb. I'd really like to know the that ratio of people who say it's a therapy dog and fill out the bullshit forms from their thing saying that it's for anxiety um, or whatever. Uh, the percentage of actual people who actually need the dog and the percentage of bullshit hipsters who don't want to pay $100 to travel with their fucking dog because... Oh. I'd love to know what the actual numbers are. I, I, it's when I wish I had a time machine where someone could say, but if I don't travel with my dog, I get anxiety. Because a hundred years ago, the person would say, oh, I'm gonna smack you on the face until you snap into it. <laughs>
not really how it works. But yeah, but hundred years ago, been does like, that mean oh, I can smack you in your face for yes, your anxiety? Yes. Yes, please. Let's do it. But if I have my therapy boa, I'm fine. <laughs> if I travel with my therapy, if I travel with my therapy, I think that there's a lot of catering in this world, or catering to the weakest link. And I feel that there's it. It doesn't benefit people that truly do need help. Because when everyone is complaining that they have some ailment that needs special treatment, there are people that really do need help yeah. that then lose out because it's like, I mean. No, I've met some amazing actual therapy dogs and um, yeah. I knew someone who's, their, their leg would, they had a knee that would give out because they had some kind of chronic illness. Yeah that affected their balance and their... Um, Equilibrium and all that. Yeah, and stuff like that. And the dog could perceive right. that that right before that would happen, yeah. and he would put himself up against her, and she would hold on to him, and it would keep her from falling. And he was a German shepherd. He was extraordinary. Um, and, and then I know some epileptics that have a dog that Incredible. can perceive before it's, the seizure starts so that they can sit down or, you know prepare their body so that it's safe when a seizure is about to come. Those dogs should be awarded heroes. I yeah, just I just but fucking like had neurotic hipsters. Wait, I just had a marriage saving idea. I just I mean, I think I think I may have started a, a multi-million dollar business and saved our marriage and many others. You need to find and train dogs that can alert when their husbands are being absolute assholes that can herd the husband away <laughs> and alert the wife with a warning, either a whine or a growl, uh -huh. so the dog herds me away and then, and then gives you some alert like he's being crazy or an asshole, stay away. Mm. And, then, and then herds me into a darkened space and, and licks me or cuddles me until I'm no longer an asshole. Mm -hmm. Isn't that incredible? Mm -hmm. I just saved our marriage. We need an we need an asshole therapy dog. Can we train one of our little fuckers to do that? No. Well, one of them clearly can't. No, I think we need one bigger. We, mm, to accommodate the size of my assholicness. Uh -huh. Okay, fair enough. And one that won't turn on you for being the asshole, because. It may feel that it needs to protect the family and take you down to save and protect the family. Could be dangerous. So we need one that's really fluffy and hypoallergenic and good-natured so that it keeps proper equilibrium and doesn't actually do the right thing, which would be to eat you alive.